0: Do you want to grow up here? I have to. I'm Alex Mack. I was just another average kid until my first day of junior high. One minute I'm walking home, the next there's a crash and I'm drenched in some weird chemical.
1: And since then, nothing's been the same.
0: and my sister annie thinks i'm a science project i can't let anyone else find out not even my parents i know the chemical plant wants to find me and turn me into some experiment but you
1: know something i guess i'm not so average anymore
2: so did you learn anything new in quarantine this year
3: yeah, I feel like I learned a lot of things. I think I learned the importance of like actual connection between people. Cause I'm yeah. so used to just, you know, like, I'm sure you guys have experienced too. I have those moments where I'm like pissed when someone's calling me. I'm like, fuck, just text me. <laughs> you know, I don't want to talk. I don't yeah. want to like do anything. And I also yeah. like realize the importance of FaceTime, like something we take for granted. So often, like I rarely FaceTime people, you know, and And I didn't even know what Zoom was before quarantine.
2: I I didn't either, honestly. Yeah,
3: I had no idea you could do all of this stuff. And um, so I definitely learned like the importance of that and the importance of of being kind to myself. You know, I think I can be Mm kind of like I gained a lot of weight during quarantine and all of that. So I had to like really give myself some patience. And, you know, I think my expectations for myself was like, I'm going to lose weight and I'm going to you know, write a movie and I'm gonna do this, yeah. and that, all of this stuff. And I did some cool stuff. I definitely got creative and did some cool stuff. But yeah, I think that's probably some of the biggest things. And just to be grateful for what you have, you know, just oh like, of
2: course.
0: Yeah. Take those
3: moments where you look around your home and just I think like the more I'm grateful for the stuff I have, the less I'm like in that place where I'm wanting what I don't have, you know?
2: Yeah. I didn't I didn't know you were into writing. Is that a new thing? Yeah, you? I mean
3: I say writing loosely I mean you know me and one of my um, cast mates that um, reunion we did for Alex Mack at Universal Studios we wrote that and I'm um, just I just mean like creative you know like I'm gonna yeah yeah
2: Oh, for sure. Did you check out any good movies or TV shows during the year?
3: Yes. I watched a lot. Um, one of my favorites was the documentary on the comedy store that was on show. Oh, I
2: loved that. Oh my oh, God. So good on showtime. I watched yeah. it
3: twice. Actually, that was brilliant. I don't like it's fan-
2: depressing though.
3: <laughs> yeah, it was a little depressing, but I don't really fangirl over like actors because I think because I've been yeah. an actor my whole life, like it doesn't really phase me, but comedians to me are like rock stars. So I definitely fangirl over that, you know, and that documentary yeah. was done so well. There's another show on HBO Max called La Veneno, which I was yeah. and still am obsessed with. It's in Spanish, but I watched the version that's um dubbed dub- in English. Yeah. So no subtitles, just dubbed in English, and it's super cheesy. The dub is super cheesy at first, but then yeah. you grow to love it. That show was brilliant. Um, I know I watched, and then I watched some like trash TV, you know, just. Of
2: course. Because
3: <laughs> you have to. Yeah. And then, yeah, there's a, there's been a lot of good shows on HBO Max. I feel like I watched a lot of good stuff. And then I found myself going back and re-watching everything, like stuff I hadn't seen in yeah. years, Sopranos, stuff like that, you know, so.
2: HBO Max is starting to be the best one, I think. For
3: sure. I agree.
2: It really is. Yeah. I'm watching I'm watching Tiger on there right now, that Tiger Woods documentary. Oh, I haven't
3: gotten to that one yet. But the next one I want to watch well, also check out Alabama Snake. That one was so oh, good. I've heard it's, of that. it's a documentary on HBO Max. And then I saw oh, that okay. they just released um, um Allen versus Pharaoh about Woody Allen oh, and Mia Farrow. Oh, no way. Thing. It's a documentary. Yeah. So I'll probably oh. watch that tonight. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That sounds amazing. Yeah.
3: And even, you know, on Apple, on the Apple TV app, I just watched the Billie Eilish documentary, which I know sounds silly because I'm so old, but
2: how was that? It
3: was so good. Like, if you're already yeah. just a fan of the music, which how could you yeah. not be? Because she's brilliant. You can't deny it. You'll yeah, be a fan amazing. of like her person because she's so raw and real and so relatable. So you should check yeah. that one out too. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. A lot of people share stuff to kind of trash her and troll her. Um, yeah. I definitely like some of her songs. Um, but yeah, no, I heard that documentary is really good. Yeah. So you were born in Florida and then grew up in New York City until the age of 10?
3: Yeah. So yeah, I was born in Hollywood, Florida. And um, I like kind of the grew up between Asbury Park, New Jersey and Upper East Side Manhattan.
1: Oh, so I was doing wow. like
3: school in Manhattan I went to professional children's school which is kind of that big like famous school where all the kid actors in New York went like Macaulay Culkin all those people oh wow yeah and then um I would like kind of go to Jersey on the weekends but I booked my first television show when I was nine and a half so then we -hmm. just moved out here and never went back yeah yeah
2: so what made your mom kind of like put you into that then? I mean, were there, were there other creative people in your family or?
3: No, <laughs> no.
2: It's just pretty much. Yeah.
3: You. Um, yeah. I mean, she put me into acting when I was two years old and she tells the yeah. story that she had my IQ tested when I was two and I tested a genius level. I don't buy that for a second. <laughs> I just, I'm oh, not, and I don't even know how that equates to someone being an actor, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, can you guys see me? Okay. On your end? Because, Ed, you kind oh, of yeah. paused. You like kind of froze for a second, so I just want to make sure I'm not freezing on you guys. Yeah, I'm cool. Okay. Um. So yeah. So she put me in at like a really, really um young age, and you know, by the time I was cognizant and old enough to even realize that that was my life, I never knew anything different. So it was always like super normal to me. But I think she's she, you know, my mom was like pretty determined to make me famous. You know mm-hmm so yeah
2: so off yeah. the top of your head what are some of your favorite places to eat in new york city
3: you know that's kind of hard for me to remember because i was so young you know yeah. but like what i do remember the most are just those like slices of pizza that you could pretty much yeah. get anywhere um and um like the little street carts with the ices like the chocolate yeah. ices were my favorite Favorite, favorite. And yeah, I can't really like remember specific places because I was so young.
2: That's what I was gonna say though. I was just there in October for the first time in my life. Um, Oh wow. And I I got Scars Pizza, S-C-A-R-R. Okay. So good. Yeah, it's a whole different
3: different animal out there when it comes to food. Like I think if they say the water because the bread comes out better because of the water, I don't know.
2: We're actually both from New York ourselves. We're (laughs) from Buffalo.
3: Oh, cool. Okay. Awesome.
0: Yeah. So yeah, like uh, where Kellen and I come from, you know, Buffalo wings are like, you know, we're like the capital of Buffalo wings. <laughs> so kind of like how New York is like the capital of pizza.
3: <laughs> yeah. I love that. Love California pizza wings. makes
2: me want to cry.
3: <laughs> it we're so bad. I know. It's
2: terrible out here.
3: I know. California can be so lame in so many ways.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely. So How did it feel when you were first cast as a co-star on The Secret Us of Alex Mack?
3: Um, originally when I got the part, it was only like I think it was supposed to be three episodes. So I was excited. I mean, I you know I had gone through an audition process for the show for years before I even got the part Uh, originally it was for alex and then it was for annie and then they shot a pilot and recast the whole thing so then i went back for alex i went back for annie and then um they called my agent and said that they had like written a part just for me so when i showed up to do the screen test there was like 50 other girls there auditioning and i was like this part was not written for me. Oh, so I, I had to go feeling. through. It. Yeah. So I had to go through the whole thing again for Robin. So yeah, when I booked it, it was supposed to be three episodes. And by the time I was done with the third episode, they offered me like kind of a regular role on the show. That's awesome. It's yeah.
0: Cause I know getting a co-star role, especially that's reoccurring on a series is a, an objective a lot of actors strive
3: to achieve. Sure. Yeah. And I, I mean, and I definitely, I mean, It's weird to, like, think at that time I had already been on, like, so much stuff, you know, that, um, yeah, but, um, yeah, I was not expecting to be, like, a series regular on the show at all. I thought it was just going to be three episodes, and then I did most of the, I, I don't know what the final count was, but I think I was in, like, 60 out of 80 or whatever it is, so... And they were cool. They let me off. You know, I think the reason why I wasn't in some of them too is I was going off and doing other projects. So they were always really cool. I was doing a movie or this or that or a different TV show. And they would let me off the episode for the week so I could go do other stuff, which was awesome too.
2: Upon rewatching a lot of the Alex Mack episodes, I immediately saw a young Jessica Alba yeah. I did not remember her being in that show, but how how was she to work with on that?
3: Yeah. And Alex Mack was her first thing she ever booked. So yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, it was really cool. She was awesome. She we were actually pretty good friends offset too. And um, mm-hmm. I was friends with her brother. And yeah, we would go do things on the weekends. We'd go to like Universal Studios and stuff. <laughs> I haven't talked to <laughs> her in awesome. a very long time, but yeah, yeah, it was she was awesome to work with. Yeah.
2: I love her in Idle Hands.
0: Yeah,
3: with Devin Sawa. Yeah, Devin. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Super good. Yeah. Yeah. Idle Idle Hands. Like she's like she's managed to have a hell of a hell of a career. Yeah.
3: Also with honest with the honest products. You know that company she owns and it's all like kind of. I think it's like non toxic pure products or whatever. Yeah, she's definitely. She was very smart. Is that like
2: makeup or perfume or something?
3: It's everything. It's like makeup. It's um, like uh, cleaning products. It's, I think, even food. I think there's some food stuff. So, yeah. Mm.
0: So, in 2007, they released a DVD package of Alex Mack, and they kind of like gave Jessica Alba a top billing on the package as an effort to like sell more copies, even though she was only in just a few episodes. But what were your thoughts on that (laughs) when they did that?
3: I mean, you know, I'm used to that kind of stuff. That's Hollywood. You know, it's Hollywood for you.
0: Yeah. I noticed they do that in a lot of movies, like somebody who has a small cameo role, they just slap their name on it because they're already a big star. No, no, no. They do that in every movie.
3: In everything. Every movie. The biggest
2: is going to be the first one on the bill.
3: Yeah.
2: 100%. Yeah. Yeah. So it is okay.
3: We don't really care. It it is what it is.
2: (laughs) Either way, it gets you guys seen even more probably. Yeah, yeah. You you know?
3: Yeah, the show really came, excuse me, back to life once they released it on DVD, so.
0: Yeah. So during your time on Alex Mack, did you ever get stopped by fans?
3: Yeah, I mean, we, yeah. We were the number one kid show for like five years, or something like that, so um. Yeah, I mean, there were points where I couldn't, I couldn't really go out anymore because you know, really? go to the mall and stuff like that. You can't really do stuff like that anymore because, um, yeah, you know, too many people want to stop and talk to you or take pictures. And back then, it was like the disposable cameras or like <laughs> the little electronic cameras. There was no <clears throat> phone cameras yet, so
2: yeah, that was probably better though because they they couldn't like look at the picture and be like, oh, that didn't come out good.
3: Totally. And also there was right. like no TMZ or anything like that. So we were kind of, you know, we had a little yeah. more like leniency with the stuff we could do. But yeah, we got, I mean, I, me personally, I got stopped a lot for a lot of, you know, not just Alex Mack, all mm-hmm. these different other things <clears throat> I had been in, so yeah.
2: Do you have any like weird fan interaction stories or have you ever been like stalked or anything weird?
3: Yeah, I had a stalker for a while. Um, <laughs> oh no. But- oh, no.
2: He was, yeah, shirts.
3: he was mailing in like really kind of scary letters to our uh, <laughs> fan mail department. Um, so they had kind of had to like beef up security <laughs> a little Jeez. bit.
2: So this was during Alex Mack, you got the letter? Yeah,
3: yeah, okay. I've had, I've had a lot of like, yes. and then I've also had some fans that have just like still to this day, they're, I mean, they know everything about <clears throat> my career. They mm-hmm. paint pictures and, you know, I don't find any of that stuff weird. I find it like super endearing, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, But definitely a lot of weird interactions over the years, of course, for sure.
0: Well, I mean, the diehard fans, you know, they're the (laughs) one that keep, they keep your, you know, your motor running, you know? Yeah, I I mean,
3: they're a huge part of who I am. Exactly. Yeah. yeah,
2: I actually have a mural of you above my bed with some candles below it.
3: Amazing! I love it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I hope you do. I hope they're my candles. <laughs> I hope it's those candles with my face on it. If not, it doesn't even make sense, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. You've said uh, Darius Love was one of the funniest people on that set, on camera and behind the scenes. What kind of things would he do to keep the mood light and fun while you guys work together?
3: Did I say that? When did I say that? I'm
2: and- just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> some interview.
3: <laughs> yeah. Um. No, he was hilarious for sure. I mean we were young kids when we started the show and we were just like almost on the brink of adulthood when we ended you know so we grew up together so every like antics you can think of like happened on that set you know and Daris mm-hmm. was a big like prank player and mm-hmm. he was also like my brother in real life you know he took really good care of me offset, and yeah. he was older and he was the first to get a car and i would like drag him all around to parties and stuff and he always like took very good care of me. And if boys were oh. trying to talk to me, he was like, oh, hell no. He like, oh, hell no. <laughs> don't, I, you're not not with my sister, you know? But yeah, he's hilarious. Still to this day, one of the funniest guys ever. His personality is larger than life. Yeah, um, yeah he was really funny. Larissa also did a lot of like pranks and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, we all did, you know? I was kind of more of the like hipster already, even at yeah. that age. I was just like, thought I was so cool. Yeah. So I, was like, oh, I don't have time for pranks, you you're know? The but more we chill were, yeah, but we were a family. I mean, we were all really good friends and we experienced a lot of our firsts together, you know? Like,
2: uh-huh.
3: I think, you know, we, I think Loris smoked her first cigarette with me. I mean, just like <laughs> stuff that happens when you're teenagers, you know? And yeah, so, yeah.
2: I actually, I was in Yosemite like a week or two ago and my friend still doesn't know that I did this, but I don't know if you ever heard, there's like this like little prank spray that you can buy. Oh mm-hmm. no. It's literally called liquid ass. It it literally says it right on the bottle, liquid ass. And I basically, I brought it with me because I'm just like, okay, I'll use this on this trip at some point. And I sprayed (laughs) it in our room just to see, (laughs) oh my God. He was in the bathroom, my one friend. And it just, it reeked. The whole room was destroyed. Oh my God. So he, I didn't, I didn't even tell him I did this. He called the hotel staff and was like, yeah, this is a problem. I think our pipes (laughs) broke or I think no
3: way oh my god he thought
2: thought it was the toilet water and he was out and he was like he's like yeah like I really think we need to get comped and I think we got like comped for like the night
3: oh that's (laughs) amazing we never did anything as that clever as that
2: yeah it was pretty extreme (laughs) but it was pretty funny
3: yeah
0: (laughs) so when uh the show was being filmed did you live close by to Valencia
3: no, um, we lived, me and my mom at that time lived in Beverly Hills. So gotcha. it was a little bit of a t- trek. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like about an hour drive
0: yeah. every day. I and tell-
3: then I moved to Hollywood, like right off the Sunset Strip, um, like a couple of years into the show that was a little bit closer, but it was all pretty far. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: What's it like living in Beverly Hills? That sounds pretty sweet.
3: It not, it, nah. it's like not cool at all. Really? Like, yeah I, we lived in an apartment in beverly hills it's like not that cool oh
2: so, i see
3: and i was young like what do i you know what did i care at that age
2: so you and probably to be honest,
3: i could care less at this age too it's like beverly you know i think yeah. people hear beverly hills and they just assume that it's like this yeah, really yeah extravagant lifestyle but you know unless you're like a millionaire or yeah, live yeah, in a yeah. house in beverly hills none of it matters it's what's all, the
2: point yeah yeah just more traffic
3: yeah, exactly.
2: So you might not even know about this, but um, did anyone at the time say that Alex Mack was copying Toxic Avenger?
3: Never heard that.
2: So there's this movie uh, there's this, there's this company out in uh, New Jersey called trauma <laughs> and like legit like talking? this they're, they're called trauma, like the company's called trauma. and they made this movie called Toxic Avenger, which is easily their most popular movie. And okay. it's basically about this like guy that falls into like toxic waste and becomes like a superhero. So it's like huh. it's and it very, came
3: out before Alex Mack?
2: Yeah, it came out what what year was that? Like 80, 84. 84. Oh. Yeah, I, yeah. Don't, I just thought it was hilariously similar but
0: Yeah, like uh trauma actually started the careers for a lot of very uh, well-known established actors. They get, they kicked off the career of a uh, Paul Walker actually. Oh
3: wow, okay. Yeah. yeah, no I've never heard that, but I do hear all the time that there's like so many shows currently on like Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I think Stranger Things would probably be the best no. <laughs> kind of example and one of our producers from alex Mack is actually the creator of stranger things so it kind of makes you think like hmm. oh,
0: sean sean levy
3: yes exactly yeah. sean levy. my
0: sean levy worked with uh friends of mine when he was just starting out in a movie called zombie nightmare and he played like okay. this he played like this heavy metal punk kid who is oh, you know a del- who- in it? he was an actor in it and he oh, was like cool. a delin- he was like a delinquent it starred tia carreri and uh Adam West and Tia Carreri was just starting out her career at the time. Wow. Too. That's
3: crazy. Yeah. So, you know, I think Alex Mack definitely, it was the first other than toxic Avenger, but like for kids, so to speak, you know, it was definitely the first of its kind. And I think paved the way for a lot of, you know, uh, a lot of the content you see today with, mm-hmm. you know, the Nickelodeon shows, even some of the other shows too. Um, yeah.
2: But let's be honest, Nickelodeon is nowhere near as good as it once was. No.
3: No, 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 no. It's a whole different. Like I think it's just, yeah, there's it's just, there's too much. It's yeah. too
0: much stuff. I think. It's just if you were like a kid, like I mean, I grew up in, like I was a '90s kid, so I ex- yeah, got to experience. Too. I got to experience that era of Nickelodeon. It's just you can't relive that or replicate no, it. it, it was, was
3: such a great decade.
0: Alex was, Mack
2: was a little before me. I kind of came in with like the Amanda Show and all that. That's kind of.
3: Yeah. Yeah. All that in us. So we were a little bit before all that. And then all that came, I think like a year later. So on the SNCC lineup, it was like, are mm-hmm. you afraid of the dark? Oh yeah. S- something else I'm forgetting. And then like, and Kel,
0: Mac- all those guys.
3: Yeah. now it's <laughs> yeah. Mack and all that. So mm-hmm. yeah. Did
2: you ever so we- watch any of those like old game shows like double dare or like figure <laughs> it out?
3: No. Um, but I became, um, friendly with Phil Moore. Um, he was um,
2: he wanted, like host
3: um, a really popular
2: legends of the hidden temple.
3: No, I'm going to look it up right now because it's going to drive me nuts. He, nuts. It was like legendary Nickelodeon Philip Moore. Hold on. Let's see. Um,
2: Sounds familiar. So I probably do know.
3: Yeah. I'm sorry. Hold on.
2: Oh, take no, worries. no worries. No worries. No, take I'm your excited time. I did hear what this, this is. is
3: literally <laughs> going to drive me bananas if I yeah. don't. Yeah. Um, Nick Arcade
2: oh, okay, okay
3: okay yeah
2: Nick Arcade very cool so yeah yeah all, all those shows were so great but yeah I
3: never I wasn't like a big Nickelodeon person before I was on Nickelodeon I probably mm-hmm. was like more of a Nickelodeon person afterwards but like mm-hmm. I definitely watched um salute your shorts shout out yeah. to oh, my yeah. flower good friend of mine and yeah I, was- I actually
2: I know a couple people that are friends with him you yeah. you're friends with him and then what my friend <laughs> brendan's friends with him like they're like really oh i know cool. brendan the guy for what movie yeah yeah I think,
3: um yeah i uh, during quarantine like when That's things were a little bit more open i went with my friend aaron schwartz and we went to go who you guys probably know from heavyweights heavyweights yeah yeah and we went to go see michael because you know we hadn't seen him in forever and yeah. michael had brought brendan and brendan did this like
2: Big interview. film, <laughs> Yeah,
3: Yeah, he did an interview of us. or something. He never
2: puts down, like, down his
3: camera. <laughs> and then Ryan Grasmeyer was there too. He's on Henry Danger, which is currently on Nickelodeon. Oh, that new so one. It was kind of yeah. like a big Nickelodeon reunion, yeah.
2: Oh, very cool. I love uh, Michael Bauer in that horror movie, The Willies. I don't know if you ever saw that. Never
3: seen it. I gotta That's watch another,
2: it. That's another like 90s, yeah. Even Sean Astin's in that.
3: Oh, wow, cool. Very yeah, cool. I gotta
0: check that out. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> so like, I mean, it's obviously- it's no um, it's no stra- It's not uh, news to anyone that Nickelodeon played a huge part in the 90s, especially for kids of that generation like myself. So, do you ever look back and see like how influential Alex Mack was in that era?
3: Yeah, I mean, I don't think I realized how. I don't even think I realized how big of a show it was until honestly until kind of like the last five years. Just seeing how many fans are like even still watching it to this day, or having their kids watch it now, or mm-hmm. just begging us for a reboot or mm-hmm. whatever it is. At that time, I, you know, when when the first season came out, we knew like we had something, but it got so big so quick that I think it's kind of like hard to be like realize that in the moment, like when you're living it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, So I didn't realize back then, but now I realize how, yes, like I realize how influential the show was on so many people's lives. And I feel really honored to be part of like pop culture in that way, you know?
2: Mm -hmm. As ridiculous and hilarious as the effects of the show look now, were they pretty groundbreaking at the time?
3: Yeah, super groundbreaking. I don't even think Nickelodeon had ever done anything like that.
2: So like when Alex Smack melts down into the puddle or the constant like levitating effects, like that was all pretty crazy then.
3: Yeah, it was super crazy. And Tommy Lynch, the creator of the show actually tells a really cool story of like how that even came about. We did another podcast a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Um, I'll send you guys a link when it's out. And he tells the story of that where I think he went and like spoke to it, it kind of um, was inspired by Terminator and I think he like went to James Cameron and asked like, how the heck do I do this for a Nickelodeon show? And that's so it funny. was this like crazy expensive thing that yeah. like, was gonna cost more than the entire first season put together. So he had to figure out a different way to do it. So like, yeah. you know, so yeah. But it was groundbreaking at that time. I mean, yeah, people were like shook over that. <laughs> you know? Well,
0: yeah. Well, Cause that's like when CGI was really starting to become more yeah, heavily I mean, yeah. used.
3: yeah yeah. for a kid to like melt into a puddle and be able to go under doors and this and that the zapping you know that's kind of you know that was already like out there Mm -hmm. but the morphing I think that's what they called it right morphing into the liquid that was a big deal yeah I always
2: CGI is the best I love it It,
3: yeah it's,
0: it's funny you had mentioned uh Terminator because every time I like every time I watched the Alex Max show and I was introduced to Terminator as a kid I was like wait a minute I wonder if there's a
2: connection between the two.
3: Yeah, so, there, yeah. there is. <laughs> yeah,
0: and so, there was,
2: so did they just use like fishing line for most of like the levitating things or?
3: Yeah, I mean, our prop department was so, um, you know, and, and our stunt department too was so good with that kind of stuff. But yeah, a lot of it was just plastic wires, stuff yeah. like that, yeah.
2: Did they break a lot of stuff while, while doing that?
3: I'm sure, I think so. I wasn't even yeah. really in a lot of the scenes where, she yeah. was doing her powers because yeah. I think my my character was actually the only one to never fully find out.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah. So So how was like the- Robin in the Dark? <laughs> yeah.
2: How was like the initial reception when it like first boomed down to like TV though?
3: I don't remember. I have no idea. Yeah. I was like not, you know, I it wasn't a generation where like the show came out and I could hop on Instagram and see That's what so people true. Were saying about it. I just you know, I knew the ratings were good and I knew by second season, we had become the number yeah. one kid show in the entire world. Yeah. But like aside from that, and I knew that it was getting harder for me to like leave my house and just go do normal things with my friends. You know, mm-hmm. I knew that we had a huge show on our hand,
1: mm-hmm. um,
3: but I, I didn't really, I don't think I, I don't, like I said, until recently, I don't even think I realized how big this show was, you know?
2: So your memories are pretty foggy at this point then of like anything that really happened on set?
3: No, on set, like, I remember most Pretty of that, nice. I just, I don't, like, as far as what the, the world's kind of perception was of mm-hmm. the show, yeah, and tough. the effect it was, I don't know, because we mm-hmm. didn't have as much access to that kind of stuff back then as we do now.
2: Do you have any funny memories from the shoot?
3: Like, um, Yeah, I mean, I spent so many years of my life on this show growing up. It was, like, mm-hmm. the most formative years of my life, you know, mm-hmm. so... Yeah, I mean there was a ton of stuff always going on. There was always like, you know, um Obviously we were dealing with like <laughs> yeah, I mean aside from the pranks, we were dealing with real life stuff outside of the show and like while we were filming all we had was each other, you know? So mm-hmm. we were dealing with like teenage stuff yeah. together yeah. on the show and um yeah. So lots of lots of memories of that for sure.
2: So, so like you said, you guys all would hang out on the weekends typically then. Yeah. Off of filming. Okay.
3: Yeah. I mean, Alexis Fields was like spending the night at my house almost every weekend. Same with Larissa. Larissa and I went to our first concert together. It was real big fish. and
2: Oh, no way.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And she, you know, she would spend the night all the time. Darius and I were going to like a ton of different parties together yeah. all the time. So yeah, we were, we were really close. We really were.
2: Do you still like ska music?
3: Not as much as I did when I was a teenager, but I yeah. <laughs> if I put on that real big fish album, I I still know every single word, every lyric, and I loved Save Ferris and um uh, yeah, so that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah,
0: so the show had ended, obviously due to Larissa wanting to move on. So how were you informed that the show was coming to an end, and also how did it feel that it was coming down to the wire? It must have been like the end of an era.
3: Yeah, I mean, I think we knew it was coming because, mm-hmm. you know, she really wanted to um have like a college experience, mm-hmm. which we all understood, you know. That wasn't necessarily like what I wanted or I'm sure a lot of the other cast members and crew, but it was totally understandable. I think they I think from what I remember, they just kind of sat us down as a like a little mini family mm-hmm. and said, you know, this is it, this is gonna be the last season, blah, 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 And um, yeah, so we knew mm-hmm. in our last season what we were going into and um, I had actually booked a different show and um, and it. so I'd, I didn't even know if I was gonna be able to be in the last season mm-hmm. and then something kind of at the last minute got like all twisted yeah. around. So um, we changed it so I could finish out Alex Mack with everybody, yeah.
2: Oh, very cool. Yeah. So, so you kept in touch, obviously, with Darius and Larissa mm-hmm. sometimes.
3: Yeah, I talked to Larissa. We text a lot, and um, cool. you know, I hadn't seen her in a really long time before we had done that reunion. And then even over quarantine, I like kind of put together a reunion over Zoom, and I mm-hmm. we edited just like a little piece of it. We were trying to raise some money for like Music Cares or Screen Actors Guild Actors Relief Fund for yeah, you know, artists that were struggling during the pandemic. Um. And and then yeah, we we keep in touch over social media, and we text a lot. And then Darius and Jason Strickland, I see all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, two of my, my best friends, and um, I talk to Tommy Lynch often, and. Um, yeah, unfortunately, John Nielsen just passed away, which is really oh, sad. No. Yeah, really sad. But you know, I was I was keeping in contact with him as well and seeing him. We we were going for coffee and mm-hmm. so yeah. I mean, I actually keep in touch with more of the cast than people would probably realize. That's crazy. My, that's like twenty
2: seven years now, right?
3: Yeah, yeah. ninety
2: four. Yeah, yeah.
0: My yeah. girlfriend is actually friends with Jason. Believe it or not.
3: Oh, that's crazy! Yeah. What a small world. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, he's amazing. I was just with him and Darius last week, actually.
0: Yeah, no, he seems like a he seems like a wonderful guy. Like he really my, is. my girlfriend has said a lot of good things about him. He's a great very, guy. She says she he's a very hard worker too.
3: He's a hard worker, very talented director. He's a man of God. He's a great guy. His wife is amazing. Um, yeah, I feel very blessed to have him in my life still after all these years. We do a lot of, a lot of stuff together, a lot of podcasts, a lot of promo. Um so yeah, we're very close, me and Jason.
2: Are you able to go back and rewatch yourself in the show or any of your films for that matter?
3: I, I, mm, sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. Sometimes uh, with streaming now, mm-hmm. it's funny because, you know, I'll, I get texts or whatever all the time, like, oh my God, I'm watching you on this or that. So there has been some stuff that I hadn't seen in forever. Yeah. Like an episode of Baywatch I did that I was able to like, Go watch on Hulu or whatever, or Boy Meets World or That's ER. As far as like Alex Mack goes, I haven't gone back and rewatched the whole show. I don't even know mm. if I've seen every episode to be honest. But you know, there's a lot, tons of different fan accounts that will like yeah. splice together these little edits of us mm. or post memes. Yeah, so I see it that way. And um, but no, yeah. I haven't. I haven't gone back and rewatched the show.
2: You were in an episode, an early episode of the TV show ER. Uh, I haven't gotten to see you in that, but I heard your character was plotting to kill your mother in the show. Why is that?
3: Uh, she tried to kill her mother. She yeah. pushed her off a ladder. That's I don't crazy. know. Wow. Maybe. <laughs> I have no idea why she wanted to do that.
2: <laughs> what year was that? Was that like later?
3: Um, That was like the second season of ER. So, I don't know. I was... I'm I was like well name. into Alex Max. I must have been like fourteen or fifteen. I don't know what year. Oh, Okay. Maybe ninety-seven. 97. I
2: wonder if I can find yeah. that one. I want to see that. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's
3: on it's on um Hulu, I guess, or whatever. Oh, it's, cool. It's on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can. Watch oh, I'm it. watching that tonight. <laughs> yeah, you just have to find like the. I can tell you that I think it's called um Long Day's Journey.
2: Long Day's Journey. Okay.
3: Yeah, it's like season two, episode four. I don't know. Yeah, I
2: got got IMDb. I'm sure I can. Yeah,
3: you can find it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Exactly. Hell yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So you were
0: in the first remake of Freaky Friday, the TV, the TV movie uh, that starred Gabby Hoffman. Were you familiar with Gabby's work prior to filming? Because I know she was big for like Uncle Buck and a couple of other movies.
3: Yeah. Um. Kind of. Not really. I mean, Mm -hmm. I. You know, I think at that age, I didn't really realize. Like, I, I was so unfazed by all of that kind of stuff that I never really like knew. Like oh I'm working with this person like not you know it just not a lot of it was like phasing me which I think is good which I think oh that's a great thing
2: yeah what helped
3: me stay like very authentic to who I was good bad or indifferent you know at that time in the industry but I loved Gabby her and I became really close after that movie um so yeah I think I was like more aware of who Shelley Long was than Mm -hmm. Gabby yeah.
0: Yeah, no, because I, I remember they play like especially around the time it came out, and then they would rerun that movie like every now and then. I oh, think the yeah. first time, because I think the first time I ever saw that was probably I was a little kid, but I think I was like it was like either ninety five or ninety six when I first saw it. So because like, they used to rerun it every now and then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So-
3: well, doing that movie is actually what got me the Babysitters Club because it's the same director and Marla, who's still a dear friend of mine, and she was my best friend growing up. Her and I did. Freaky Friday together. And I remember like when we were getting close to wrapping, the director was like, I'm doing this movie. It's, you know, about the Babysitter's Club books. And we were like, what? You know, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. So Presented I mean- by Scholastic.
3: Yes, because I loved those books. I read all of yeah. them. And she was like, you're definitely going to have a part in it, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, told that to me and Marla. And she kind of, yeah. she held true to that. And, you know, she put me and Marla in that movie too. So yeah, that movie definitely was a springboard for-
0: no that's
2: awesome. See yeah. that's I was awesome. going to ask that. I I was curious because I thought Alex Mack was the reason you did Babysitter's Club just because of the fact that Larissa's in that too.
3: No, so I mean uh, again funny story when I was told I was going to be in Babysitter's Club I was supposed mm. to play the part Larissa played.
2: Oh wow.
0: Um, okay.
3: Yeah. And so then they ended up deciding on Larissa um, and you know, basically told me like, and at that time too, I think I was developing like a little bit of an edge and, you know, so they were like, no, you're better suited to be a bad girl. I was like, okay. I mean, you're
2: hilarious in that though. So it definitely worked. Yeah. Bad
3: girl with like a heart of gold. Really. So I was, I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm great. I'm glad I played the part that I played. I think,
0: you know. Yeah. So did you ever see the original Freaky Friday
2: before you
3: worked on uh, the
2: remake?
0: You never did?
3: No. No no
2: what are your thoughts on the Lindsay Lohan one with Jamie Lee Curtis
3: never saw it
2: oh you never saw that one really no, oh I, I like that it. one yeah
3: um
2: so don't take this the wrong way but genuinely curious what are some of the challenge challenges you faced as a redhead in film and television
3: yeah that's a great question I do not yeah. take it personally yeah um because um
1: <laughs> it's Being a, a redhead
3: is like an interesting thing to be in life you know and I think that I like
1: yeah. try to
3: avoid it so often like the second I was off the show I dyed my hair a different color and I cut it all off and I was like super like kind of goth and I mean I was goth on the show too I guess Robin was kind of <laughs> rock and goth yeah. in her own way but yeah, I, I feel like kind of my whole life I've always tried to run away from like being a redhead. But at that age, I mean, if you see my progression on the on Alex Mack even, like my first season mm-hmm. I was very awkward looking. I had, yeah. you know, very long red, like orange hair.
1: Orange. I've even
3: <laughs> just red orange, right? Orange. And like I was super pale and I had these like big bushy eyebrows and like no kind of sense of who I was as a woman or even a young girl or anything yeah. like that. And then, you know, it, I... I think almost like in the second season, like I make a huge kind of turnaround, you know, from what it was to, and then toward, you know, the the final season, I kind of like settled into um, what it meant to be a redhead at that time. But yeah, Yeah. it's tough. You get made fun of a lot. Um, Really? Yeah, I was bullied a lot in school. I think with redheads, you're either like really pretty or you're really ugly. And I don't think there's like That's any bullshit. in between with, with you know, redheads, you know. And I think in my earlier year, not ugly, I shouldn't say that. That's not a nice thing to say. But, yeah. you know, um, in my <laughs> earlier years, I was not really pretty. So it was kind of like, really? you know. Yeah, I don't think so. I think I was really awkward Uh, looking and like you know pre-pubescent and um, (laughs) just you know it's a lot. It's it's a lot, especially that. I mean, even to this day, I dye it a little bit darker. You know, um, looks good. Yeah. Yeah. So it yeah, it's fucking weird to be red. It's weird. It's a weird thing. And how long um, does
2: your your hair last if you dye it? Like if you dyed it black, how long would it take for the orange to come back?
3: well if you dye your hair i have dyed it black before if you dye your hair black yeah all that grows is the root so however imagine how long does it take for a root to grow all the way down your head that could be a while yeah five years you know so you'd have to strip Uh, the color out i mean i've had every hair color in the book blonde black brown red different shit. No, I've never done like the color, like those kind of colors. (laughs) I got every shade of red, um, you know, so, so yeah. (laughs) That's crazy. Yeah. Um,
2: One of my old roommates was an extra in that movie Dolomite that like Eddie Murphy one that he did on Netflix a couple years ago. He was the only ginger in the entire movie. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he literally, he sticks out. Redheads are
3: rare, man. They're rare.
2: It's just funny when it's just as an extra though just to like see him just pop up it's like you spot you know, him it's like out of 100 he
0: was just like my friend yeah he
3: was, like, like, he was, yeah.
2: He was yeah. not hard to miss at all like, Yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah so curious where do you know Devin, Devin Whitehead from
3: So Devin Whitehead that's how you and I connected I think right
2: Pretty much yeah
3: yeah so yeah. he um he is one of those like super fans of Alex Mack like super (laughs) uber uber fans like, like will send me pictures of him outside of a location like hey look I'm standing on Robin Russo's doorstep and I'm like what like I would never be able to find that in Valencia and he I mean he knows everything about the show there is to know so when we did the reunion um yeah at Universal Studios he came and I think that's when I realized like what a big fan he was and stuff. And we just yeah. connected, he was such a sweet guy and we mm-hmm. really wanted to make him feel like part of the family. And then when, um, yeah, then when, when we were splicing together the reunion, I had reached out to him because I saw some of his artwork. He showed me something. He made like a poster for- Amazing. I think it's a Salute Your Shorts reunion. Yeah. And I was like, oh, well, do you want to do Alex Mack? And he was like, oh my God, I'd be so honored. So he did. So that like kind of cartoony thing that you see that I've posted a bunch and reposted. So that's
2: him. Okay, I didn't know that. That's
3: Devin, yeah. And oh, and shit. and he killed it. It's I have it framed in my house, actually. It's so yeah. cool and- Um, And then, you know, um, before quarantine and stuff, me and Darius and Jason were doing a lot of promo just because of the reunion. Mm -hmm. And we invited him out to a few things. And he's just a really great guy. And when I did my candle line, um, he let me use the artwork for one of the candles. So, yeah, he's awesome. He's a really cool guy.
2: Yeah, for anybody that doesn't know, he does Cavity Colors, which is like that Atlanta-based horror merch company. He's just, he kills it.
3: He's so, so, talented.
0: so yeah. if De- talented. If Devin hasn't yet, he should release, he should make some Alex Max shirts. I think people, I think those would be a yeah, phenomenal. I think thing. Really they got good. the rights,
2: they probably get the rights, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: Well, I think because the poster is a likeness of the characters, I think he could probably, get I think it. he'd be fine. Yeah.
2: That's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I saw him, I saw him at a screening. I think it was Natural Born Killers a couple of years or like a year ago.
3: Oh, that's and, like one of my favorite movies of all time. Oh, <laughs>
2: dude. Then I have a great story for you. Oh my God. So before I, okay, I'll tell the Devin part first. So the Devin thing, I just saw him after the screening when we were leaving. Um, and I just realized I never knew he's like a super celebrity autograph hound. Like he's yeah. really he's really good at it too. Like he like showed me all of his like Star Wars autographs he's gotten over the years. He's got he's like gotten
3: everything from Alex Mack too. He'll, everyone. I, I gave him my cell phone number because I was I just love the guy so much, you know. Oh, yeah. So he'll text me like like oh I, and he gets like guest stars yeah he has like every sorry to cut you off he has like every autograph from um alex mack ever
2: oh that's amazing that's yeah. awesome
3: yeah
2: no he uh so yeah i saw him and that just that blew me away but the funny part of that story is we go into oh, like no. to go to the screening me and this one friend of mine um Another old roommate of mine, actually, he was on American Idol, and he was kind of oh, like,
3: nice.
2: He was kind of like the laughing stock of American Idol that year, and he went super viral. I will have to send you the video; it's hilarious. What's his name? Uh, Ethan, but he goes by Vocals.
3: Oh, I think I might know who you're talking about, but send me the video.
2: The Katy Perry one, yeah, it's crazy. Um, but anyways, we just went to see Natural Born Killers at the Egyptian. It was just like an anniversary screening, and they had the actors there. They had Woody Harrelson and Juliette Lewis. Cool. And so we're just sitting in our seats waiting for this thing to start. And we saw like over to the left that, you know, they're coming in basically in that hallway over there. Yeah. And, you know, I just see like that, that little like security tape or whatever. And I'm just like, let's just go. And yeah. we, we literally snuck under it and went over to where, where they were in the hallway and went right up to Woody Harrelson and talked to him for a few minutes and then met wow. Juliette Lewis. It was crazy. That's yeah, amazing. Yeah. Then this, this old lady came up to uh, Ethan and was like, it's like, what are you two doing back here? Like, who are you? And he's like, it's okay. We're with American Idol. And he showed, he showed her his laminate.
3: Oh, how and, funny.
2: And she was like, oh, I'm so sorry. And they like, literally let us stay.
3: That's amazing. What a cool story.
2: Yeah, it was, it was bizarre.
3: That's funny.
2: Uh, what's the first tattoo you ever got?
3: Um, Oh my God, there's like so many now. Um, The first yeah. tattoo I ever got was this like a tramp stamp butterfly.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh my and God. And in
3: one of the wings... I, in one of the wings, like you'd never know unless I told you, but in one of the wings that like comes down from the bottom, I put like a little bee on there for my first boyfriend. His name uh-huh. was cool. He was on um, Saved by the Bell, the new class. And um, we oh, had okay. like already broken up, I think. And I don't know why the fuck I put it on there. So why you-
2: was it a bee though?
3: <laughs> for his name, Ben.
2: Oh, Ben. Oh, yeah, okay.
3: you'd never know unless I told you. And it's like, it's so old and faded now, you can't even like tell what it is, but.
2: Do tramp stamps hurt? Cause they're in like the They all
3: hurt. Every single tattoo, anywhere you get it hurts. I don't care what anybody says.
2: But that's kind of close to like your tailbone, isn't it? Tramp yeah, stamps? it's
3: like on the bone. Yeah, it all hurts. Bone, uh, non-bone, yikes. it it all hurts.
2: And that goes right oh. into my next question. What's the most painful tattoo you've gotten?
3: Honestly, the most painful one is just this little one on my finger. Get out. That was and I have a sleeve like that was the worst one yeah. The
2: finger was that bad.
3: Feels like someone's slicing into your bone. It's so bad yeah. Oh
2: that's lovely. Oh wow. yeah. yeah. So like okay you you go ahead.
0: So like uh right. because I know like especially with tattoos you know especially for actors you know they try to say oh you can't have tattoos for this role or anything like that. Would you feel that that's you know had any like effect on getting future roles? Because I Uh-oh. I have because I have a couple of friends tattoos and then they say yeah they're they're not letting me do this movie because I have this and my artist won't uh sign up sign off like you know like the release form to like use the artwork
3: oh really that's I've never heard that yeah I mean there's so much makeup these days you can cover anything you know like covering tattoos is super easy I started getting tattoos in a decade where I was pretty sure I would never want to act ever again so to me I was like fuck it it doesn't matter I'm just gonna like express myself artistically with tattoos and this and that. And now I think as I'm like, you know, really like heavily considering making my comeback.
2: Comeback, yeah. You know, <laughs> when
3: you think about like the tattoos and stuff, I don't think it matters. I think it opens me up to more kind of alternative edgy roles. And I think mm. that it's very easy to cover up. They have incredible makeup. It takes like five seconds to just cover it all up.
2: Yeah, look what they did True. with like MGK. Didn't they do that with him in like the dirt or something? Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. They had to like cover up most of his body to at least make him pass for Tommy Lee in the eighties. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Justin Bieber too. On that music video he did.
0: Yeah. It's
3: super easy to do. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Just time consuming. I think is like the only thing.
3: Probably. Yeah. 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 But Um, if
2: you're the, if you're one of the principals, I don't think it really matters.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
2: (laughs) They're going to be doing hours on you anyway. (laughs)
3: Yeah, exactly.
2: So do you got any like favorite LA food spots?
3: I have a ton of favorite LA food Ooh, spots. I'm like, I love food probably more than I should. Me too. Um, there's, I mean, I live in the San Fernando Valley, so there is, okay. as you do too. I mean, there's a, mm-hmm. there's great stuff in Burbank too, but, um, in Sherman Oaks, there's so many good restaurants. Um, like my favorite sushi restaurant is Shiki Sushi. We go there all the time. Okay. Um there's this i'm gonna butcher the name it's like is is a yaki or whatever
2: (laughs) (laughs) is really
3: good ramen there's ginya ramen which i love um there's um a little italian place right by my house called antonio's which i love yeah there's tons and then there's um i mean uh, pache on laurel canyon is my favorite restaurant in all of los angeles there's a ton of stuff on the west side that's so good. There's um, mm-hmm. this little place, I think it's like, I guess maybe branded like Little Tokyo or whatever, that just this mm-hmm. little dumpling place. Yeah, there's places everywhere. I mean, so there's many. so yeah. many good restaurants in LA, yeah.
2: Do you ever go to Versailles, that key yeah. place? Yeah, yeah that I place is great good. too. Yeah.
3: yeah Bos- I like Bossa Nova too for like that kind of, you know, um, yeah food yeah but Versailles really good there's one like I think it's on Culver Boulevard or like right a little before Venice yeah that place is great
2: oh super cool yeah so in the mid-90s you also did a movie called Babysitter's Club I did which didn't have the opening at the box office you guys had hoped for at the time but it it grew to have a pretty good reception amongst fans and critics uh how cool is it being in a movie with the classic Columbia Pictures logo at the beginning
3: Yeah, that was cool. That was, at that time, the biggest movie I'd ever been. I think probably, period, actually. So it was really cool, you know, just, um, you know, all the premieres and um, even just going to the movie theater, kind of sneaking in with my friends and, like, sitting in the back just watching it. Yeah, it was awesome. I mean, that was a a big deal for us. Our soundtrack was so cool. We had the Cranberries and Better Than Ezra, Mm -hmm. Letters to Cleo, all of these, like, amazing 90s bands and... Mm -hmm. You know it's just like a group of of young actors that were really like on the brink of something really cool and um for some of them it was their first movie even and so yeah that was awesome that was a great experience
2: rest in peace dolores with the cranberries
3: yeah yes she's so good yeah um
2: i loved that little horse jackie outfit they put you in
3: yeah that was weird that was like a weird little get up that whole you know can i try on your riding pants thing that was (laughs) That was like I think one of my first days of filming too and I had already had like a major crush on Austin O'Brien uh-huh. yeah. and, um, and he, we actually started dating. He was my first like real boyfriend ever so we started dating on that movie set so I just remember like being kind of self-conscious about like every wardrobe outfit I had yeah. on because I was like oh my god is he gonna think I'm pretty or whatever you yeah. know. <laughs> um so the riding pants was like I mean what I wouldn't do right now to like be able to fit into that outfit again I would wear it every day of my life Mm -hmm. if it means I could like fit into it again you know
2: that whole movie is like a total riot though because it's like a it's like a definite 90s you know like time capsule with the outfits soundtrack the settings everything
3: um, so 90s and it's iconic you know and there's this one picture of me and Marla and the other girl's name is Ashley, like the three bad girls. There's just this like iconic picture that gets used Mm -hmm. everywhere. of The three of us kind of stacked behind each other. And I just have like the bitchiest look on my face and so does Marla. And Mm -hmm. that's, you know, so yeah, it was just a great, great experience for sure.
2: I came to the conclusion upon finishing the movie that I really need to get myself some overalls.
3: (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot of overalls in that movie. (laughs) There's
2: a lot. (laughs) Yeah.
3: Yeah, I still wear overalls. I love overalls They're the best. Um,
2: Ellen Bernstein from The Exorcist was in it. Were you able yeah. to meet or talk with her much?
3: Yeah, I mean, a little yeah. bit you, uh, uh, on that set because there were so many kids. The kids, I think, really stuck together more so and the adults oh, yeah. stuck together. Yeah,
2: Probably but yeah, she was a
3: very nice person for sure. Did
2: you ever see her in Requiem for a Dream?
3: Yeah, of course. That
2: movie's wild. One
3: of my favorite movies ever, yeah. I
2: saw that for the first time in the past year. It was a in yeah.
3: my mind. Yeah, it's amazing.
2: So Shadow Zone. In yeah. between playing with my rescue heroes and eating Play-Doh, I was watching this little movie growing up.
3: Okay.
2: This is undoubtedly the main thing I know you from. I've had the VHS tape since before I can remember. And uh, if I had to guess, you guys must have had a super limited shooting schedule on that one, right?
3: Yeah. Um, that. So Tom Lynch, the creator of Alex Mack, that was his movie as well. Oh, <clears throat> so, I know that. Yeah, so... Um, another one of those kind of examples where they gave me time off of Alex Mack to go do this movie. So Tommy just literally called my mom one night and he was like, I just got greenlit for this <laughs> movie. We want Natanya. Can you guys fly to Canada in two days? And we're like, sure.
1: Okay. So
3: we flew to Canada. We were there for like, I think six weeks, um, all night shoots, really crazy. Okay. Um, yeah. Where but in I Canada le- was it? It was Toronto.
2: Oh, okay. That's not yeah. far from home.
3: That's yeah. Cool. So, yeah, that was, I loved doing that movie.
2: How cool was it to get to work with uh, Sean C. Leopardi after his success in like the Sandlot and Casper and stuff?
3: Yeah, again, Casper, he was in Casper?
2: I think so. Casper. He was, I think he was like was he like one of the kids in the
0: beginning breaking the into the house? Yeah, I
3: think you're right. He's like the again,
2: bully or
0: something. Again,
3: you know, him. I was so like I, I didn't even realize, you know, yeah. I didn't even realize how iconic Sandlot was until like years later cuz I was pretty good friends with Pat Renna growing up and Oh wow. Yeah, so I, you know, I really didn't even like realize, but yeah, I loved Chauncey. Yeah. We were like mm-hmm. We kind of had a thing going on, like oh, of course. <laughs> yeah, during that movie. So it was fun, you know. You put like a couple teenagers together in Canada doing all night shoots, and yeah. everyone has their own hotel. The moms have their own hotel room. The kids have their own hotel room. That's so funny. you know, yeah, shit gets gets a little crazy for sure. But yeah, <laughs> I loved doing that movie with him. We had a lot of fun doing that.
0: Yeah. What did they use for the uh, the tentacles that came out of the the wall to like?
3: all that Uh, literally just fake looking tentacles i don't even think there was any cgi on that well no like
0: i did not know if like i didn't know if it was like somebody's hands like like oh yeah
3: someone's hands oh is somebody
2: doing that yeah Yeah. Um, that was really cool yeah for some reason i always thought that was like new york city i didn't realize that was canada i
3: think it was supposed to be
2: yeah yeah i mean yeah
3: it was oh i see what you mean yeah no a lot of a lot of shoots happen in like Canada. i guess it's like cheaper to shoot out there or something it
0: is no a lot of movies that they said that they try to take place in new york city they'd always film it in like
2: canada because it could pass for new york city
3: that's right yeah Yeah.
2: speaking of good food toronto's not bad with the food scene
3: again i have no yeah you wouldn't
2: remember
0: that yeah
3: (laughs) yeah yeah
2: So
0: uh, tell us about the late Ron Silver. He seemed like such a phenomenal antagonist on screen, you know, previously with what he did with uh, Van Dam and uh, Time Cop. So how was he off camera?
3: He was a nice guy too. Again, one of those situations where like the kids kind of stuck together. And, you know, I think that movie was more like adult heavy than, I think it was just me and Chauncey and Tony Johnson were like really the only kids in that movie. Mm -hmm. So we just kind of stuck together and the adults stuck together. But yeah, he was, Really nice, very like a a consummate professional to work with. Mm -hmm. Just a really sweet person. Yeah.
2: That movie's got this really grim feeling to it when you watch it. Something about it. I don't know.
3: Yeah, it's, yeah.
2: It's just, it's just very well done.
3: Yeah. Um, Do people
2: still recognize you for that one?
3: Or is that tough? I mean, sometimes. I mean, I think like the real writer dies, like they know that movie and they're like, (laughs) like you, you know, and you're like, I love that movie. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, it's more so. Al- it's always Alex Mack. Always,
2: always Alex or Mack. Or
3: Babysitter's Club, or Boy Boy Meets World is a big one too. Yeah, mm-hmm. they I get recognized from Boy Meets World a lot.
2: Did you watch any horror in like pre-production to get into the zone? No pun intended. No. Okay. <laughs> no.
3: I know. I was like, yeah. I just kind of always showed up and like did my thing. You know, yeah. I've, I've been like very autonomous my entire life, and I've just kind of always made everything my own. Because I wanted to have like a very specific stamp. Like, you know, I think when, when, what I want, when people think of like Natanya is I want people to think of me as like very unique and original. And I think a lot Mm -hmm. of times I wouldn't kind of like give myself any preconceived notions about what horror is supposed to be or what science fiction is supposed to be or, or whatever, you know, just so I can show up and kind of make something my own, because regardless of like any, scary movies or horror movies I could have watched before sh- shooting that movie. This movie is its own thing. So we kind of yeah. got to make it whatever we wanted to.
2: Yeah, you didn't want to replicate anything.
3: Yeah, That's no. That's
2: smart though, I like the way you look at it. Yeah. Um, what was different about shooting in the 90s as opposed to today?
3: Well, I don't- sh- I, I don't, don't do much today, much today, yeah, but- Today I, I have a whole different life and I do a lot yeah. of different things. I'm looking towards, um, you know, I've resigned with an agent. So I'm kind of nice. like gearing myself back up for that whole process. I do a lot of photo shoots obviously. Like I do yeah, a lot modeling. of Yeah, modeling stuff, but um but shooting in the 90s, I can only I mean the 90s were just such a special decade, you know? I just yeah. don't think anything can like touch it. I think everything's so saturated now and like Oh, you know down. it yeah it's just like been washed too many times in the washer and but I don't I mean I I don't know I don't I can't really mm-hmm. speak too much to that mm-hmm.
2: you were also hilarious as the love interest in Munchie Strikes Back oh my god like 90s <laughs> cheese for anyone that hasn't seen it I uh this is another person you probably won't know but I love that Angus Scrim from the 70s horror film Phantasm is briefly in the beginning he's like the old guy that like
3: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I don't
2: know what you call his character, he was, but he was—he was a horror icon.
3: Okay, Figured cool. Out.
2: He sends Munchie back to Earth. Yeah, it's kind of funny.
3: Yeah, yeah, that was that movie's hilarious. They did like three of those, I think. Um, so, like in one of them, I'm the love interest, and in another one, like Jennifer Love Hughes, the love interest. I think there's three of them.
2: Is there I, three? I thought it was two. I don't know. I've, I don't know I've if seen there's the three. One.
3: If there's three, that's one too many for sure. I mean, that movie <laughs> is just so cheesy and yeah, so ridiculous.
2: It's like gremlins or like ghoulies. Like all I think of all those movies together because they're so similar with like anyway, the stuff. any of those films. It's, it's had those... Ahead.
3: I'm sorry to cut you off. I was just going to say it's That's just cool. like a little extra street cred to say that you're in a Roger Corman movie. But like, oh, yeah. other than that, the thing was fucking ridiculous. You know. Yeah. <laughs>
2: so, would, they, would they mess with people on set with that thing? Or not kind really? of. I mean, yeah.
3: yeah, the whole movie was so dumb. <laughs>
2: Yeah, <laughs> it's it's just cheesy, but it's yeah, it's a good time. Cheesy.
3: Yeah, it's pretty bad. But that's it's the just
2: kind it. of movie that's like fucking perfect in an audience setting, though.
3: Totally, and it's also again like something cool to have on my resume that I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. you know,
2: yeah.
3: yeah. I have Anything. like a re- a lot of really good stuff, and then also like a lot of really bad cheesy stuff. Yeah.
2: So. No, you're yeah. great in it, though. I mean, Thank I mean, you're you. just like everything. Oh, uh, what made you step away from acting initially? I mean, you kind of already touched on that, but
3: yeah. Um, you know, I think, I think, you know, when the show was over and I was still doing stuff, I did nine hundred two and oh, I did Boston public. I was, I did this movie called belly fruit. I, um, and yeah. then like a bunch of guest stars and different things. Um, <clears throat> but you know, it's listen, I mean, growing up as a child actor is tough, you know? And, um, I think that, uh, I was trying to figure out who I was as a Mm -hmm. human and as a woman. And unfortunately that just took me down, you know, some really kind of darker paths. And I, Mm -hmm. you know, I, um, you know, had a pretty big problem with drugs and alcohol for a long time.
1: Mm
3: -hmm. Um, Kind of a cliche story. Like you hear about a lot of of actors, but it took me like a good 10 years to really um, kick it. Yeah. To go through that and get Mm. through all of that. And, So my twenties were really like Mm -hmm. riddled with that struggle. And then when Mm -hmm. I turned 30, I got sober, you know, for real got sober. So yeah, I mean, I I don't know that it was even like a conscious decision to leave acting. I think that like addiction took me in a different direction, unfortunately. And I Mm -hmm. had to figure all of that out before I could, Mm -hmm. you know, really make like a, a, self-aware decision that I wanted to return to acting and what mm-hmm. that was going to look like for me. And, you know, it's a little late to the game. I know I'm 39 mm-hmm. now and yeah, you know, but I think that, um, fuck that. Who cares? Like none of that really matters. Right. You know, when's your, right. when's your birthday? October 4th.
2: Wow. Okay. I'll be
3: 40. I'll be 40.
2: See, that's crazy. The girl that I know that lives in Sherman Oaks literally just turned 40 like last week.
3: You know? So
2: it's she's a lot
3: of a us real 40. close to
2: your age. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah.
3: That's funny.
2: Yeah, but you yeah.
0: know what? We're glad to see you're back
2: at it.
3: Thank you. Yeah, oh, I can't I,
2: wait. I'm so excited to hear that.
3: Yeah. Right. Well, you know, your lips to God's ears. We'll see who. You know, we'll see what happens. I'm. I have a great like job that I do. Yeah. You know, my career kind of took a very different direction. Yeah. Um, it couldn't be more different than acting. So like, no matter what, I found a purpose and a life within that. Job, you know, yeah. so either way, I'm always gonna be okay, which is awesome. But yeah. I think it's time, I think you know, I keep getting the calling that, like, you got and the so, yeah, and there's so many fans that are always like, I, We can't wait to see you in something, when mm. are you gonna do something? blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm just gonna just kind of see how it goes. I have some other projects kind of in the works, and
2: Very um,
3: cool. yeah.
2: Is that something you're going to promote when you like book something or are you going to wait until it, like? Drops? Oh, yeah,
3: for sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't, I mean, yeah. Once I film it, I'll promote, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just so not too early yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't yeah. You,
2: do, you did something in like 2016, though, didn't you? I was looking on your IMDb. There was like a uh, show or There's
3: something. something on there that's not mine. I don't know what that uh, is. And, but then I did like this little short film with Jody Sweetin, like yeah. around like 2018. Oh, I think cool. it. Was. Okay. Um, I don't think anything's ever going to happen with it, but it was Mm. kind of like a dipping my foot in the water type of thing. That's very cool. (laughs) Yeah.
2: So you just signed with a new agent, you said pretty recently. Well,
3: it's, it's, I signed with an agent like three years ago. Um, and nothing, there was no traction or whatever. And then I just decided to Mm re-sign with them again Mm -hmm. and kind of give it another shot. But I have a booking agent who is amazing. His name is Lucas Ayers and. He um, really takes care of my career, like the other side of it, which would be like public signings. Yeah. Yeah, like autograph signings and conventions and um, even the stuff I do on like Jemmy and Cameo. I currently just, um, I can't can't, like talk too, too much about it, but I currently just signed contracts. I'm writing a book about my life story.
0: Oh, excellent. Yeah
3: so um he's very involved in that so he helps he helps manage my and also my social media because i'm so bad at it i have no idea why i don't even have that verification check i like i don't know uh, how to do it. it's if you so- want
2: that i'm I'm trying to do the same honestly if you want that you got to like go through an agent i heard or i kind of like yeah to-
3: so my agent's trying to get it it's hard it's like harder to get than you would think it's kind weird. of bullshit yeah
2: yeah no like
0: i want
3: to see that like five people have made fake accounts about you i'm like what how does that and (laughs) then is that is
2: that a thing because i mean that's easy we could just do that i know that's like an easy thing
3: (laughs) to do but then they want like seven like published articles which is fine i have that too i we keep getting denied for some reason so i don't know what the fuck's going on with that it's gonna
2: happen it's gonna happen this year
3: yeah it's gonna happen soon for sure yeah um
2: but yeah if you have a book signing if your book comes out you should do it at that grove barnes and noble yeah that's like the best place to have any book signing i would think
3: Yeah, that place is awesome. You're right. I met
2: literally everybody there. I've met Drew Barrymore there. I've met John Carpenter, like two members of Blink-182. Yeah, it's crazy.
3: That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Always a good time. Yeah, Yeah, even members of KISS like appeared there too. Wow,
3: that's amazing.
2: So you're on Cameo now?
3: Yeah, I'm not very active on Cameo. I do more work on like work. It's not work, but on Jemmy, which is another platform. There's so many platforms now that that come out where you can like have those celebrity shout outs and stuff like that but jemmy's cool because you can do zooms so my fans can like pay a certain amount of money for like 10 minutes 20 minutes 30 minutes or whatever it is and i'll hop on a zoom with them Mm -hmm. and then they can meet me like not in person but virtually in person um is actually
2: doing that now too
3: oh yeah i'm sure they're all gonna do the same thing yeah and i can also sell some of my like I don't have like a ton of merch per se, but I have yeah. those candles that I did that collaboration with. And then I have like autograph, like pictures. Like you can pick, there's one from shadow zone. There's one from this, there's one from that. You can like oh, pick cool. whatever and uh, autograph it. I think you can pay extra. I'll do like a video when I'm signing it. I don't yeah. know. There's a bunch of shit on there that I do. So yeah.
2: yeah. It's funny that they do that. Cause like some fans just won't believe that it's the right person. Yeah.
3: It. So they want to pay that extra bucks <laughs> for a video. Like, hello, it's really mean. <laughs> it's hilarious. Yeah
2: um are there any crazy movies or shows you've auditioned for that went on to be big successful productions
3: i mean i mean so many yeah like and- ones
2: ones that you didn't get though
3: yeah interview with a vampire wow, Eight shit. mile no um whatever it takes walk to remember i mean it goes on and on and on and on and on and on who are
2: you going to be in eight mile eminem's wife
3: um that's the character that taryn manning played oh so completely man based on kim yeah that's i know wild. bummer yes yeah, so there's so many i mean there's so freaking many
2: is it hard to watch movies that you thought you were gonna get or not really sometimes
3: you sometimes you know because my life would have been like very very different oh yeah but then yeah. i have to remember that god put me like exactly where i'm supposed to be like i was not meant to play that role i'm meant to like literally mm, that's be how i there. feel with you guys on a Sunday at 11 a.m. I mean, that's just, you know, you have to think about it like that or else you'll drive yourself crazy, you know? Oh, hundred
2: percent. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So what was the most awkward audition you've ever had?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> I ever like something kind of weird.
3: I think like probably the most awkward auditions I ever had were all commercial auditions. That's why I just won't do it anymore because <laughs> they want, they like want to you know, make you like a trained monkey, you know, it's like dance, oh, yeah. do this, do that. And I'm like, ah, oh, oh, I don't want to do any of this shit. Yeah. It's yeah. so awkward and weird to me. You
2: should be like, no, you dance like a monkey. Yeah, exactly. I'll film you.
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: Um, have you kept any of your props or costumes over the years?
3: You know, after every season of Alex Mack, the wardrobe department, so we were allowed to buy our wardrobe, like whatever we wanted. And then mm-hmm. for the other characters, like Let's say I wanted to buy something Larissa wore. Like it was, We every character got first pick of their own clothes. Very so cool. I would buy a lot of Robin's clothes, but I don't have anything. I yeah. don't have anything anymore. Yeah.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah. No shadow zone. Somebody else took
3: Nothing. That. I have <laughs> nothing.
2: Um, okay. So now we got like this little speed round thing that we kind of end on. Okay. So it's just a bunch of bullshit questions and you just kind of answer them.
3: Let's um,
2: do it. Favorite LA restaurant of all time?
3: ah um favorite favorite probably roscoe's
2: oh really chicken waffles
3: yeah. I'll, yeah. i've
2: had that it's very good
0: yeah favorite food
3: anything asian japanese chinese anything Sushi. excellent
2: yes. Yes. Uh, ramen yeah dirty knees look at yeah these.
3: yeah
2: all right uh grape jelly or strawberry jelly
3: neither but if i had to pick strawberry really not a jelly girl
2: not jelly be like peanut butter
3: it's some, not really.
2: <laughs> no. uh, okay, your turn.
0: Favorite band?
3: Prince. It's yes. not a band, The Prince.
2: Okay. Favorite genre of music?
3: Um, Rap and R&B. Oh, very cool. Yeah.
0: Movies or TV shows?
3: TV shows.
2: Kind of had a feeling. Favorite movie? <sighs>
3: There's so many. Like of all time?
2: Yeah. <laughs>
3: Probably natural born killers. Yes. Really?
2: No. No way. Yeah. That's hilarious. Sure. Then. Yeah.
3: <laughs>
0: okay. Favorite favorite horror movie. Um, favorite horror movie.
3: Shadding. Probably Nightmare on Elm Street.
2: Yes. Hell yeah. Excellent. We actually yeah. have the guest. Uh, our next guest is actually Mark Patton from Nightmare on Elm Street too.
3: Amazing. March seventh. Yeah. It's for cool. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
2: favorite Alex Mack episode
3: i have no fucking clue (laughs) i Um, love
2: i personally love the one with the fountain that's a really funny one
3: fountain i don't even know what is that
2: like they like the mom like presents the fountain for like the company or whatever oh
3: okay it's it's hard to explain i mean i guess my favorite one would be um it's one called the party where we throw a party and like robin's like staying with alex for the week and they get in this really big fight
2: oh yeah okay Yeah, yeah yeah
3: the one i can remember best
0: most embarrassing moment
3: so many (laughs)
0: whatever
2: comes to your whatever comes to your mind this interview
3: (laughs) this whole last hour no i'm just kidding Um, most embarrassing moment i don't know i probably tripped and fell and was like oh my god or i i don't know there's so many
2: Do you ever see that those videos that girl did where she like purposely trips and she's got like the bucket of popcorn no oh my god you gotta see that the shit in the world yeah uh biggest regret
3: um i don't have any perfect yeah Excellent. i don't have any
2: vanilla or chocolate
3: chocolate hell yeah 100
2: worst pickup line
3: <laughs> i mean god i get so many guys drive me nuts like i don't even know how they get access to my because you, you know there's that secret folder on facebook and like every so <laughs> often i'll just like take a deep dive in there if i'm bored yeah. And just these guys are just disgusting with like, you know, ugh, there's I, I can't even <laughs> think of a specific one. I've heard every cheesy pickup line in the book.
2: Roses are red. So is your hair. This makes no sense. Refrigerator.
3: Yeah, there you exactly. go. Perfect. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Favorite comedian.
3: Ooh, good question. I, know
2: um, I was happy that was in this when you were talking. Yeah, about it. There's,
3: <laughs> there's so many, but right now probably Theo Vaughn.
2: Oh, he's funny as hell. I love that yeah. guy. His like accent's great too. Yeah. Favorite actress.
3: Again, so many, Um, but I think of all time, uh, Drew Barrymore.
2: Me too. Yeah. Literally, literally my yeah. favorite. Favorite uh, color.
3: Black, baby, like my soul.
2: Same, <laughs> yeah. I agree. I'm right there with you. Yeah. I'm blue, I love blue. Okay. okay. Uh, Go to city to visit. City? Yeah.
3: I don't leave LA very often, No,
2: that's but if funny.
3: I, I mean, either Houston or Atlanta, cause I have family in both places. Oh, wow, so, okay. Yeah.
2: Houston's like the only part of Texas that I haven't been.
3: It's, Is it cool? Yeah. 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 Let's it's see.
2: great. Um, okay. favorite sport, baseball, baseball, right. Did you, uh, you play any sports growing up. No, no, no. There's no time for all. that. Right.
3: Yeah. Well, my mom wouldn't let me. She didn't want anything to happen to my face, so I wasn't really like allowed. I wasn't allowed to do like normal kid stuff. Yeah. Oh man. Well, yeah.
2: you're you're coming back to acting. Might as well go to sports too.
3: Yeah, we'll see. We'll Maybe see. Play, we never play NFL or something. Yeah. Uh,
2: goals for 2021.
3: Mm, get this book finished. Yeah. Um, Can't wait. Get that. myself a little bit more out of debt. I have a lot of freaking mm-hmm. bills. I'm trying to pay off. Mm-hmm. Um you know, see how much more I can kind of like succeed in my professional career mm-hmm. as outside of acting. Yeah. See what happens with acting. I do a shit ton more photo shoots. So I have more content, maybe mm-hmm. figure out social media a little bit better so I can keep yeah. all of that up. I'm so bad at it. Um, just kind of expanding like my spiritual practices, um, deepening the relationships with the people in my life that mean the most to me. Um, and just like continue to be sober and be a good person and help people wherever I can.
2: Excellent. Yeah. Where can your fans find you?
3: Where can they find me?
2: Yeah. Like Instagram, Twitter.
3: So I'm, I don't have a Twitter. I probably need to make one. I have nah, Instagram. Twitter sucks. Yeah. Terrible. Twitter sucks. Right. Don't make and Twitter.
2: Don't waste your
0: time.
3: Yeah. Okay. So I'm not going to have a Twitter then. So <laughs> Instagram is just at Natanya Ross. And then yeah. my Facebook fan page is the same thing um natanya ross and then yeah yeah that's it
2: well thank you so much for doing this with us this was a freaking blast
3: yeah my pleasure thank you guys for having me it means a lot
2: yeah for Uh, sure we'll have to like go out to eat sometime or something yeah let's do it i'd love
3: to meet you love love to meet you you both and we'll go hang out and thank you for doing such incredible research on all of my crazy shit that i've done in my acting career of course Um, Absolutely. Yeah. You guys were very well researched and not yeah. most people are when I do these interviews. So yeah, well, yeah
2: of course I don't like yeah. the awkwardness. That's why I gotta, I gotta yeah. make
0: sure and I'm prepared.
3: You, you know, killed it. this was yeah. awesome. Thank you well, for you, having me. Well,
2: like sure. I
0: said, like I said, Alex Mack was a huge part of my childhood. My brother and I watched it a lot as yeah. kids. So now no, to like to speak with someone from the show uh, finally.
2: So cool.
3: It, it's, yeah. it's awesome.
0: So thank awesome. you for this experience.
3: Yeah, for sure. That means a lot to me to hear. Thank you for that. And thank of you. Of course.
2: For- Keep kicking ass and let I me know will. whenever anything happens. Send me. I will, for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. You guys
3: will be the first to know.
2: Perfect. Thank Absolutely.
0: you so much All
3: right. Natanya. Bye. Take All care.
2: Take care, Natania. Great day.
3: You too. <laughs>
1: Disturb me. What do you think you're doing? Coming in here? Nobody leaves here until I tell them to go. Because I really, really like company here, in the Shadow Zone. The Shadow Zone can exist anywhere. In your neighborhood. At your school, even in your own bedroom, is where your world meets mine. Where the everyday world meets the things that live in their worst nightmare. There's only one requirement to enter the Shadow Zone. A touch of evil. That's all it takes. It's as easy as stealing. As simple as cheating, as near as a lie. Like Zachary here. He doesn't understand that lying can get you into trouble and into the Shadow Zone.